This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I went to a club and they gave me water. It was amazing. My name's Keen. Bag of shits. I'm James. <laughs> and welcome along to Sissy That Pod, the podcast that correctly brings RuPaul to task for his hate crimes against Ireland. <laughs> exactly. Get ready. Litigation is about <laughs> to begin. You're going to need Judge Judy in your corner, Ru, because mm-hmm. we're sending the ghost of Veronica Guerin after you. Because I mean, there's, a, there's a Snatch Game character <laughs> that John Bruce could have done. You know, why not? <laughs> and if you are a listener of any other uh, Drag Race Reaction podcast and you've come to us as the informed Irish opinion um, on what happened on this mm-hmm. episode, welcome along. I hope you stay because <laughs> yeah. we are the people you need to hear from on this, yeah, on this particular topic. We yeah, are, the, we are the, this is our mirror moment. This is our <laughs> mirror moment. <laughs> Anyway, this week we're joined by the wonderful Karen Moynihan, who hosts Double Love, a sister podcast for us on the Heads of Podcast Network. They talk all things Sweet Valley High. They treat Sweet Valley High as their RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, so if you're a fan of that franchise, or maybe you've never listened to it before and you want to hear two very smart, very funny women talk you through it, Double Love is the podcast for you. Mm-hmm. And for now, let's have a listen to Karen join us to chat about RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 4, Episode 6. The award-winning Spice Bags podcast is back with season four. You can expect the same mix of staple chats with me, Dee Laffin, Blanca Valencia, and Mei Chin, and deep dives into countries' cuisines, conversations with people from the international community of food in Ireland. Look forward to listening to episodes about shopping, about cakes, Argentina, Nigeria, plus an episode to celebrate the launch of our cookbook, Blast Books Soup. So tune in to us wherever you access your podcasts or Headstuff Podcast over in the workroom right now you can hear james and i dissect rupaul's drag race down under season two in two episodes where we talk about all of the runways the challenges the queens and even the biggest drama of the season between pomora fifth and millie cooper the beef of the season for me was the one between her and Pamara Fitz. Or Minnie Cooper, yeah. I was like, how delusional do you need to be in order for someone to come to you and say, someone told me you said this horrifically horrible thing about me. And for you to take no responsibility for it at all and say, it's not my fault. It's the fault of the person who told you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes, I said it, but I said it as a joke you were never meant to hear. Like, honestly... <laughs> <laughs> the first part of this two-parter is out right now over at headstuffpodcast.com where you can sign up and support the show and hear all our past back catalogue goodies as well as all the goodies from all the podcasts on the network. We'll see you over there. Karen, one half of Double Love, back on the podcast. Great to see you again in chat. Tell us, how is Drag Race UK season four for you? Oh, I'm loving this season. Mm. Uh, really enjoying it. I think we're kind of, we're back on track, I feel like, with this yeah. uh, UK season. Like the last one was fine, but this Do one... you need to revise that opinion after tonight's episode? Okay, yeah. Just but... any... <laughs> This is my opinion before tonight's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Last week's episode was one of the greats. 
so good so good yes and like there was still lots of things I liked in this episode but also one very glaring thing that I didn't (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll get there Um, I also want to just bring up as well we uh, addressed something that was in last week's show we uh, were speaking about Lefil and the pronouns that they use and Mm -hmm. we heard Alan refer to them as he and we kind of had a conversation with the show needing to get the correct pronouns but it turns out that I actually after the conversation I looked up the pronouns and they use he him and they them in drag and out of drag they actually don't use she her at all oh right okay which oh interesting I know as people who talk about it it's our responsibility to look that up so like accept that but I also think the show could have done a better job of telling that to us because people have been talking about them online and writing about them and I'm sure they've accidentally mm. misgendered them and stuff and someone Derek a guy a fan wrote into our whatsapp and said that they know somebody personally and apparently they insist on using he him and they them in drag as well so wow, okay. I thought that's interesting yeah. but I feel disappointed that now they've come and gone and that has not been addressed their that's gender non-binary has not even been addressed and I feel that's disappointing yeah the only thing we got was the like the the momentary kind of oh you made uh you made the safe space for for a genderqueer mm. like, drag mm. performer such as myself with no explanation or even like mirror moment and we got some really ridiculous like we had a whole like 10 minutes today like dedicated to a plastic cockroach <laughs> put some respect on linda's name <laughs> <laughs> When I forgot that we had named the cockroach Linda so when they said Linda I thought there was a moment that Danny Beard was going to do Linda Nolan and Snatch Game and I was like oh I'd be here for that man Snatch Game needs a Nolan sister for sure <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Uh, so yeah I found that a bit disappointing but I guess we'll get into the film mm. and their sort of run on the show later on let's jump to the top of the episode Bag of Chips was back were we ha- happy to see her yeah like it was fine. I don't know. Like, I suppose she did do a good snatch game her season. Um, yeah. She was, she's kind of, it's funny. It's like, has she changed her brand or something in the meantime? She's coming in very like a grand dame kind of mm, yeah. Barbara Windsor, big white hair. Uh, yeah, it just, I suppose if I didn't know it was her straight away, I'd have been like, wait, who? Is someone doing Dolly Parton? No, okay, it's Becca. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of, it looked yeah, like it herself. Was, yeah. yeah, it was very, it was very odd. And she was so kind of like demure mm. and, and like, I, I don't know, I didn't feel like, like she had her two kind of catchphrase moments, but she didn't really have a huge amount else to say, mm. which is a pity because they've done walkthroughs of previous queens before. And like, we like had like, so like Bianca Del Rio or Jinx Monsoon do it. And like, they give really good, like critique whereas this I I felt this whole walkthrough felt so stage managed in order to set up kind of the ultimate like order and mm. the performances like I, I almost felt like you know and this is like big bright light of James's conspiracy corner kind of like going off but like I almost feel like Rue went in there with the intention of undermining Danny Beard's belief in his choices so that they would be able to have a week where Danny Beard wasn't okay. dominating the competition mm. just because like this is someone who's been so funny all week. Like mm. you see, you see Rue kind of like give people a chance and be like, "Oh yeah, God, yes, yeah, it should be great to see." But with this, it was very much like, "No, Louis Walsh. Who's even? Who's even Louis Walsh? Louis Walsh judged like two years of Ireland's Got Talent with Michelle Visage, yeah. and he's like, yeah. who's who says Louis Walsh? Why don't you do a, a cousin of the Beatles?' That was a like weird <laughs> suggestion." <laughs> yeah, I I feel I feel he needs Rue needs. A, a guest because he doesn't know who these British celebrities are. I think Bag of Chips was there to be like, 
Oh yeah, that's yeah. really well. That's funny. Here's some context. Here's context. Yeah, exactly. We've seen yeah. Alan do that before by Kim Woodburn as well, and be mm. like, "Oh, that's you know, blah blah blah." So I feel that's what bag of chips's scenario was there. But I mean, I can understand that Rue won't understand Louis Walsh and hasn't doesn't have the cultural standpoint. But the whole like the whole point is he's in a different culture and he just needs to let it be itself and stop trying to change it. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Yeah, because I feel like was it the last series? he nearly changed what everybody was doing because it was just like, no, don't know who that is. Not going to laugh. So but like, w- was Kitty Scott Claus supposed to do Scylla Black and then changed to Gemma Collins? Was that it? Who was she supposed to be doing? There was something like that. Yeah, it was someone. I think it was Scylla. I think it might have been Scylla she was going to do and then she changed it to, to Gemma Collins again. Yeah, mm. because I feel we've got, we had two really promising people who could do Scylla Black, the Vivian, and I think it was Kitty, Kitty Scott Claus. Mm. And it's like now Rue's so used to Queens wanting to do Silla Black that as soon as he heard an accent he doesn't know, he's like, Silla Black? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't understand. And do we think the Enya would have been a good, good character? I feel like there's potential there to make Enya really funny because, you know, kind of, she is very mystical in nature, lives in a Mm -hmm. castle and there is stuff you could do with that. I don't know if I would have trusted John Burr's with Making it funny though. No. You know? No. Uh, yeah, it would it wouldn't have been something that Jombers would have been able to mm. bring. Like because Jombers basically did the same Jombers you see throughout the rest of the competition and even like out of drag to this like, you know, Saint Patty character or Saint Paddy <laughs> character or whatever it was. And like you know it's just occurred to me that we have literally sent generations telling Americans it's not St. Patty's Day I know. I know. it's I'm just like... undone all of that work all that Paddy not Patty has gone out the window I know nothing really. and like... the thing is when you have Pete Burns and Lil Nas X on the same Paddy why couldn't same Paddy same panel why couldn't it not just been St. Patrick why did she need to change the genders to it when mm. there's two other people playing men on the panel Actually, yeah, that's really a good point. There was no need to do it like gender swap at all. No. It's just it's just confusing the issue now. I mean, she looked great. I thought she looked great in, in the makeup. It was very, you know, yeah. drag on St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, whatever, just to go back to the end you quickly, I think whatever Jombers did, it was going to rely on one form of like Paddy Potato Man, like stereotyping yeah. or the others. It was either going to be kind of like a soft spoken sort of like you know, Peg Sayers sort of knock off <laughs> or else it was going to Peg be... Sayers and Snatch Game. Now, I mean, there we go. It's like that Debbie Downer sketch of, of SNL. You'd just be like, and then another child of mine died. You know, just fell off a cliff, you know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Peg. <laughs> Just getting more and more. <laughs> we don't have uh, snatches on the Gla- Blasket Islands or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I think John Perez might have been able to do a decent and yeah, like they were going with the sort of manic pixie dream girl shtick. Yeah. And I think it would have been okay. There was maybe potential for it there, yeah. And I suppose yeah. I was kind of like cautiously excited. We were potentially going to get like two Irish characters yeah. on Snatch yes. Game after never even having one. Instead, we got a hate crime. So that was not <laughs> <Yeah>. ideal. <laughs> Rue had the whole, when, when Pixie said we we're going to do Dame Shirley. Now, some people think that a white person can't do a black person. What do you think of that? <laughs> as long as you're not like literally doing blackface, then blackface. I think it's okay. <laughs> Hey, that's mm. that's the issue and she wasn't going to do that so it was yeah. unnecessary yeah. 
I, I think that there there apparently were many reasons why Pixie shouldn't have chosen well, to do Shirley, <laughs> <laughs> but that consideration didn't come into the mix. Um, but I, I mean, it, that did feel very much kind of like recovering our bases. Mm. We need to get this bit of like kind of like preempting a Twitter today. storm type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. Like when we come to talking about the characters, like I, I do think that's like unlike when Danny Beard, who has been so solid in this comedy performance, this is me like really banging on about my, my thing. unlike when Danny Beard came up and was like, or has been so good all season. Mm. And Rue was like, oh, really? You want to do that, do you? Like, you know, as if he doesn't trust him. Pixie, on the other hand, has been so all over the place. Mm. Like kind of, you know, why not like lead Pixie to do someone else? Like yeah. lead Pixie to do kind of a Kerry Katona type character, which would have probably, I think, suited her better because it would have been a bit zanier. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I might be joining you in that conspiracy corner, James. Got <laughs> 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 a new member. <laughs> yeah, it's healthier than QAnon. <laughs> JAnon. <laughs> We've been beating around the bush. Let's get into the actual snatch game. First things first. First most egregious thing is why is it on the main stage? Oh no! First most egregious. Well, that's the first most, and then second subheading. Why isn't it Claudia and Tess? Or why isn't it Claudia instead oh, of Tess? I, yeah, I love AJ Adudu. I think AJ was the real star. She Tess was great. felt very stilted. Yeah, she was. No, she was great. But I was like, if you're getting strictly judges in, or if you're getting strictly hosts in, okay. get both of them. Like AJ can come back to judge a different time, could be on it. But I just think in this, I would have loved to have seen mm. Claudia up there because I think she would have been a, a, like a great addition to Claudia. To, to, does to, more to than Tess, I think. Since she has a radio very much, up. yeah. Now Claudia, another great uh, snatch game choice. Have just an overly sized oh fringe. God, the fringe. Your head. Right down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just be charismatic. <laughs> Easy, easy peasy. Um, so yeah, I didn't like that. Strictly come snatch game was the angle. There were strictly questions. Tenuous, very tenuous. Like it's like they're just kind of trying to throw in an extra ingredient to snatch game each time now. So it's not just the same every time, but like it is the same every time. I liked the family yeah. fortunes style they did for UK versus the world where they were standing. Like I kind of was like, I could see that work, but. This was this felt like Snatch Game at Sea, where they just like yeah, they're throwing Rue, in a theme kind yeah. of. Yeah. Rue put on a nautical hat and we had a few waves in the background. Job like, done. This works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretend you're on a boat. It's fine. <laughs> I I I didn't I didn't mind the kind of addition of the like nods to Strictly because I I felt like it didn't interrupt mm. too much of what was going on, um, and I did like the like little Strictly. Snatch game card things. I thought that was a fun. Oh yeah, nod to oh, yeah. The show. it was like the judging even, thing. Like, yeah, didn't, didn't even cop that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. We hated it. Oh yeah, didn't watch. That makes sense. Nuance of it all. <laughs> didn't even cop that. Uh, let's start with Cheddar Gorgeous Queen Elizabeth the First. A real sort of alien sort of Queen Elizabeth the First. I loved just the look in terms of the pearls all over the face, the sort of alien, the horrible mm. teeth, like. Is this going in the canon of best Snatch Games ever? Is this better than Nigella from last season? Like, where where does it rank for you? <laughs> it's up there, definitely for me. Anyway, I okay. thought it was great. It was it was like X rated horrible histories or something, do you know? But like, because really, the only kind of reference point you have for Queen Elizabeth the First is like Blackadder or something like that. But yeah, she really true. did her own thing with it, you know. Uh, and the monkey teeth and all that was brilliant like because of course everyone had rotten teeth like in the 16th century um but she just she really kind of put her own spin on it and it was consistently funny as well like she just kept kind of building the laughs and she was great you could trust her to be funny and you weren't cringing when it would go to her and I feel like they showed her so much 
in it much more than the other queens because she was running yeah. away with it. So it was like, okay, we can actually oh, enjoy it by just watching Cheddar do her thing because sometimes yeah. it'll cut to a queen and you're, just, you're cringing before they even talk and it's like, oh God, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Black pepper. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she was class. I loved it. I, I felt that she, yeah, I, I loved it. And like, I think I, I hadn't even realised how she obviously had given a nod to like Miranda Richardson and like Black Adder like that. Mm. But then the fact that she would drop out of that character into this like real serious kind of like, you know, she, the weaving that kind of like, you know, actual serious side of it. And mm. that, 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 that answer about farting because I too have a hurricane inside me like that 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 was that was the best line it was of, so the, good. of the night I think, it was that, so funny is that to do because I know Kate Blanchett play Elizabeth as well and, so, and is that yes. a hurricane line from that is it I or, feel like that's from that that, yeah. that that first one And but it's like we rule the seas like that whole yes. thing is like yes from, yeah 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 but just she yeah but, she yeah. melded all the kind of bits and pieces yeah, together all the different just interpretations just so yeah. well. I love the costume I loved yeah. the, like the sort of the rotten teeth mm. and the, the shark eyes <laughs> makeup, the shark eyes it was like it was demented and perfect you could absolutely rely on her like every time we came around in terms of like I think it's definitely up there in like the best Snatch Game sort of performances we've had on, on UK definitely. I don't know that it's like transcending into the best we've had in the, like the franchise overall yeah fair like put it, ne- put it next to like Judy Garland and you're probably not kind of mm. up there but I, I don't, really I don't even it. think it's as good as Bimini oh Bimini was great mm, Bimini was brilliant Maybe, yeah but she probably seemed extra good because to be fair there was way more misses than there were hits like in this Snatch Game yeah. as well so that also yeah. just probably made it seem even better again because you were just relieved to be able to laugh you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> please please someone save us from this <laughs> rescue me from the cringe Tether. rescue me from the cringe <laughs> uh, LeFil gave us the Marie Kondo then and they it's just, it's, it's difficult to make that one note mm. stereotypical Japanese person who can't pronounce things right. Like it's been done to death, and it's now seen as you know an inappropriate joke. Even like she, they're allowed to do it because it's their culture, but sure. it's not that funny anymore. That's the thing, and there probably wasn't very much to, that you could do with Marie Kondo. Like I know there's that meme of her just going, "I love mess," and maybe that would have been something to kind of. Like the judges even said to kind of, she's secretly really messy. But even then, there's not a huge amount you can do with that. Like, so yeah, they probably did kind of box themselves in somewhat with that. Yeah, I, I suppose like her, you know, that that whole, like her main bit is to spark joy. Spark thing. joy, and yeah. The fact that we didn't hear that until, like until they were showing a clip during the judging like we didn't see her use that like kind of line at any point mm-hmm. it, it felt a little bit like when we had the Val Garland that didn't get a ding dong in until the very end it's like no if you have these like punch lines yeah. or you have these ready you, you need you need yeah. to, like when when Rue said kind of like how, how did you find being on the snatch game the answer to that is it brings me joy Rue. of course like, yeah straight away laugh yeah. right away yeah <laughs> yeah and then you light up a, a, a blunt and you go <laughs> When I say spark joy, Rue, this is what I actually mean. And then you like, you let him. <laughs> and then you have a point of view. <laughs> I'm reminded of Manila Luzon and her first snatch game when she did, um, what's her name? The shoe. Melda um, oh, Melda Marcos, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, Michelle was like, we're more about Asian pride than we are Asian, you know, well, you know, Asian stereotypes, whatever. So. Mm. Yeah. And the thing is, I wonder why was she allowed to do that? Or sorry, why was LaFille allowed to you know, do that impression. Surely someone should have said, maybe we can... Maybe not, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, they also seem quite set on playing an Asian character as well. So 
maybe it yeah. was just something they wanted to do and it I mean the way the show has been going it's it's like it was LeFill's time probably to probably, go yeah. like that was just kind of the trajectory as well so were they mm. just like yeah yeah do Marie Kondo that'll make the edit easier <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Danny after consulting with Linda the cockroach went for Scylla Black I mean Natasha Hamilton would have been great I feel like in Big Brother as mm. well you don't have to shout you know <laughs> <laughs> great moments being sort of like second tier atomic kitten you know mm. it's chipping his shoulder sort of thing yeah. that could have worked Carrie Katona was thrown about James I know you're you're gagging for it is I, I feel we don't have the iconic Scylla Black moment that we're waiting for no no we don't and I, I do worry that that like that that's kind of what we're going to get like that's going to be box ticked now like I feel like we've had so we've had a couple of really strong performers like the Vivian and, and Kitty Scott Claus who could mm. have done amazing performances as his character and I actually think Danny could have as well if they would had the time to rehearse it yeah. and consider it rather than coming in and just sort of relying on like one or two little one-liners mm. and jokes mm. so like because I, I think that that was the thing like you could tell like obviously Danny is someone who likes to prepare and likes to know what they're doing and to kind of get a curveball thrown at you at the very last minute, have to like mm-hmm. just pick a random character and go for it, pull together a look that you could tell was sort of just like cobbled together from bits and pieces. Yeah. Like that must have been very stressful. She she still did a perfectly serviceable job, but I was like, I, I feel like we were robbed of a really funny and interesting mm. Louis Walsh or just <laughs> any other character if they'd had the time to like actually properly rehearse That's, it. Yeah, it was very much a de- desperation Scylla like it wasn't yeah and because yeah I suppose we would have had all I, I was like I know definitely I had really high expectations for Danny for a snatch game yeah so maybe that yeah just with that pressure on him as well I don't know but just yeah it was very much yeah cobbled together last minute yeah. hopefully it's not that's hopefully it's not that that's not it for like the Scylla snatch game yeah. moment because like that is a character that will deserve a proper run out yeah. like so yeah and we we need we need to get she's a journalist ladies <laughs> and gentlemen she's a journalist I was about to say we didn't get that we didn't get one Tara either did we like no, no we did things that we we know from them and we want to hear them straight away yeah uh, mm-hmm. like you know if AJ Dude doesn't match with them or something just shout she's a journalist <laughs> after her or something <laughs> That's what we all want. Um, you know, <laughs> Pixie as Dame Shirley Bassey. This read to me as like Blanche Devereaux more so than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The moment where they were like, "But diamonds, Rue, diamonds." Is, uh, just, like, yeah. He gave me a gold finger as an easier joke to make. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the thing like it was a shaky start anyway and I, I did laugh at the first like diamonds gag and when she was like firing yeah. the diamonds around I was like okay good but then like that was it like it was just mm. that over and over again and it was a shame because yeah there's surely other stuff you could do with Shirley Bassey but yeah it didn't work for poor old Pixie no I, I feel like I, I thinking about like who I would have liked to who we haven't had on Snatch Game mm. who I would have liked to have seen like from someone like Pixie I think that they probably because they do have sort of an uptightness about them. Mm-hmm. I think they could have given us a very good, like, Hyacinth Bookish. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, my God. Or, brilliant choice. Or or they could have done, like, any of the the bar, or, like, the sort of the, the landladies of the, the rovers. Like, mm. literally any of them mm-hmm. would have been. That, why why didn't Jumpers do Liz McDonald? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. That would have been so good. 
<laughs> never, has it, no one's done a Coronation Street character, have they? In Snatch no, Game. and I wonder if like I wonder if BBC are like you can't do ITV. Yeah. People has to be like, EastEnders or nothing. I mean, Louis yeah. Walsh has never touched BBC. That's true. That, yeah, but he's not actively doing a BBC mm. yeah. an ITV show at the moment. Right. But anyway, yeah. Mm. Like I feel I wouldn't want to see a Dame Shirley Bassey impression without a reference to her cover of the Pink song "Get the Party Started." <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> Where was that? Because I assumed that that was going to be the first gag. Was like, I'm <laughs> coming up. <laughs> yes, like, oh God. Throw in some pills. I'm coming up. Let's go, Shirley. <laughs> Dakota, as Pete Burns, like the voice wasn't there, but the look no. was there. The, the coat was, was so almost identical. And even like the roots. Was the eyebrows. I loved it. I thought she was really funny as well because I was kind of a little bit worried about Dakota. Uh, she just, you know, hasn't that kind of like being comedy, performing improv stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was worried about her and I thought she was great. I actually would have put her in the top two based on Snatch Game. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was saying that I thought that like you're right, the voice wasn't there, but mm. like the voice the voice kind of the voice was consistent mm. and she had enough gags and she had enough kind of content that it was really funny yeah. like i laughed most like herself and Li- and queen elizabeth were the, like yeah. the ones that i was laughing mm-hmm. so now of course you know maybe we weren't the target audience <laughs> for the other of the top two as a nation <laughs> Like I don't think she did a great character I don't think she did a great bit of comedy But she had studied her subject really well Mm. And the way she turned out was like Michelle Visage's vogue routine Was insincere to the point of nausea (laughs) I just was like well done Like the attitude was there So I loved it I thought she was great It gave me very uh, Remember Aja and All Stars 3 when she was Crystal LaBeija and was like a really sort yeah. of studied character mm. wasn't necessarily very funny but like yeah. uh, it was just like she knew her mark incredibly she well did I, her homework yeah yeah, and, I, and that's what I appreciated for her to me mm. it was safe I probably wouldn't have put her top two but okay. Little Nas X you couldn't even buy you couldn't even buy this was an impersonation like LaFille you could see what they were doing yeah it just wasn't working Mm-hmm. Little Nas X you're, This is just a person Sitting this amongst was, drag queens This was the Snatch Game Equivalent of Lala Ree's bag look <laughs> yeah. oh, Wow yeah, Agreed like, Say how you really feel <laughs> Did Little Nas X say I went to a club And they gave me water It was amazing Because I don't know I see Like, like Little Nas X Is hilarious Like he is so funny yeah. On Twitter And like just online He's just got a great presence online And he's really really witty And funny And like God bless Black Pepper. Like she gave it a go. The look was quite good, but like, Jesus, it was just downhill as soon as she opened her mouth. Like, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was. It was pretty bad. I've googled Little Nas X. They gave me water. I don't see anything mm. coming up. I just was like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> just what are you doing? I don't like. There was no hook or anything. No. Like, you know, mention a horse, something like be a horny I, cowboy. I, That's the whole thing from like. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Or like, like I was trying to figure out like when did they fill in this versus like when did like Lil Nas's kind of oh god the like 
Horny Devil video that I can't remember oh, the name yes. of. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. maybe maybe that hadn't arrived, come out. But I I don't know. But I was just mm. like, where are any of the references that people like know? There was nothing. You know, I, yeah. I, Even no, if they filmed it, this this time last year, Montero came out last summer. It was still it was out by then. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you so. could have gone into like accidental devil worship. Like there was, yeah. there's lots of routes you can yeah. take. He split with his Mance, pants. Definitely. Remember, he put he put blood in some trainers and tried to sell them. Yeah. He, he like there's so many things he's done. He's such an iconic like. He's gas. Like, yeah. absolutely yeah um i don't know how well he'd do in that situation mm. but like there was so much to work with and we didn't Definitely. get anywhere close no mm. i i felt like it was kind of like you know i think that's like black pepper within their drag sort of like leads with their blackness which mm. is amazing within the looks and lots of their performances mm-hmm. and i wonder if perhaps that influenced a bit too much in like the character they chose because they're like i we want i want to pick a, a character who's like really rooted in this part of 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 who I am, mm. rather than saying I need to do like a stupid funny performance that like where I have like lines that I can like parrot out mm. that, that are able to rely on, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, like you know, Rue, I love a panini, and then goes to say something that's totally not sandwich related. <laughs> like you know me, Rue, I love a panini, so sandwich me between X and Y. It was just like so glitter, like you know me, I love a panini, glitter balls. Yeah. What? Yeah, there was no or... connections at all being no. made no, to anything. No. Yeah, it was a real shame. It was. Really, really bad. Mm. And finally, the, <laughs> the one we can't dance around at all. <laughs> the bit about I'm just going to say now because I feel I have the odd one out. I enjoyed it. Really? Like I laughed at it. Oh. But I really saw it as like this is a performance for Rue and for Rue yeah. alone. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I don't know if I would be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. And like and not, like, remember the the clip of, of Black Pepper where she was like, "I'm gonna look back at this and just think everything I did is cringe." Same for Jumpers. Yeah, yeah. It, it like it was interesting in the critique as well, where Jumpers was sort of saying like, "Oh, I don't want my the people at home to hate me, but hey, I'm I'm as Irish as a potato," and it's like that's like obviously the realization that that is like where you realize that you've sold your soul, and this is now yeah. what it is. And as I said earlier on. Ireland has legislated for hate crime today, so you can expect to <laughs> paperwork coming your way. Paperwork coming your way. <laughs> Jumpers better hope for that hard border because otherwise they're in trouble when they go home. Absolutely. <laughs> oh god. Oh, but that's the thing. Like I yeah, I it was not for me. Like I didn't laugh once, but I could okay. see that Rue was loving it. Um, so like from that point of view, it's like, yeah, obviously you just keep doing what you're doing, Jumbers, because the whole point yeah. is to get Rue to laugh and make sure that he's enjoying himself and he was having a great time. So like, you yeah. know, I can see how Jumbers was in the top. Just for me, it was not working. <laughs> no, I, 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 it wasn't working for me. It was very much a kind of like a, a stereotypical Irish impersonation mm. for an American audience. Yeah. Like that's, that's and it was just kind of like that this has absolutely no, like this doesn't fit here this doesn't fit and it, and then like any of the praise it was getting it's like completely outside of i i don't know yeah i just i just thought it was like like i don't know I, it genuinely felt offensive to me like it, <laughs> i i genuinely felt offended by it yeah oh god yeah i could like i suppose yeah i could see where john Bruce was coming from because it's like i'm getting the laughs i'm just gonna dig uh, deeper yeah. <laughs> but yeah oh like did, did you feel offended watching it 
I don't know if I was offended, but I, I was just very much like, this is not for I'm, me. I'm reevaluating my, my stance on that at the moment as well. <laughs> to be fair, I did call it a hate crime earlier on in the episode. Oh, I did. I text James. I said, this is a war crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, we need some kind of reparations for this or and something. Yeah. What is it? I mean, to a certain, the reason why I didn't find it offensive, I would have found it offensive if anyone who was an Irish did that. 100%. That's, yeah. Yes. No, the fact that it's an Irish person, I was like, yeah, look, you're I selling yourself it. out here, but look at... And I kind of felt there was, and maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but kind of mm. felt it was like, it was like this performance that was showing the worst side of Rue. And it was like letting Rue, you know, <laughs> show his bigoted, basic, you know, <laughs> personality to be like, this is great. I made this Irish person demean themselves on my show and I'm laughing at them. And really like the only person who comes, like the person who comes out badly for me in this is mm. Rue. Yeah. Because Rue set this up. Rue yeah. encouraged the Chinese person to do a Japanese character. Mm. He encouraged the Irish person to do a fictional Irish person. And yeah. then it's like, wow, great comedy, lads. Yeah. Is, no, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I do think that like, it, it was more, I think, about kind of like, you, you're start you're starting to lose sight of kind of like, what, what are the rules within Snatch Game? Mm. Because like, sometimes someone comes along and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this fictional version of this character. And it's like, oh, you absolutely can't do that. That's completely unacceptable. Like, that's, you know, the worst thing that you've ever... Or, you know, say, like, even last... In, in the last season of, of, of US, where it's like, I'm going to be, like, a sexy historical figure in William Shakespeare. But it's like, oh, that was really bad. It just... Like, I, like I know there's no comparison between what Lady Camden did and what, uh, and what like, Cheddar Gorgeous did. But it just is sort of, like, it's all over the place. It's like, I, 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 actually, I actually think they need to... Someone needs to take the like the 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 marker out of Rue's hand as mm. he goes out with like character templates for everyone to be like this is who you need to be and allow the people prep the characters they're going to do go in and do those characters and like succeed or fail based on the merits of what they've decided to do themselves what they've worked on and what they've prepared mm. for because this is getting ridiculous now that every year you've got like two or three people who are just literally like like arriving in being told oh no the thing you prepared actually don't do that do something else and then you get like all of these like bonkers performances that are obviously not properly able to be researched or mm. properly don't it it just sort of undermines the enjoyment of the the actual snatch game which comes from people who have done proper studied like characters and have like put together real yeah. Kind of like, anyway, that's my rant for today. I'm going to put my soapbox away. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel this whole thing undermines the yeah. flexibility of this franchise to go into other countries. Mm. Like you, James and I have discussed, you know, James prefers this franchises that Rue is at the helm. He feels it gives it more gravitas. And I think this is an example where, you know, this t- totally undermines it because Rue, you know, Rue can't live up to these people who have been living in this culture for the, their whole lives and mm-hmm. knows the references and knows how to make them funny. And then comes along and goes, "Ah, yeah, but give me like the stereotype that I think you are, and I'll laugh at it, and I'll mm. give you, I'll give you points for it." Like I think, let Graham Norton or Alan Carr host the Snatch Game next year. I don't oh. think Rue should do it. Yeah, that's I'd agree with that. a really good point. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing because like there's there's obviously when it's an international franchise like that, like we'd, we'd, we've watched the American ones and I've had not had a clue who some of the people are being on Snatch Game. But if they do it well enough, it doesn't matter because you kind of get a feel for, okay, that's the kind of character this is. And a, you know, yeah. a queen who's good enough at it will still pull it off. Like when um, um, 
when Dela did that guy Paul something, the kind of game show. Paul Lind. Paul yeah. Lind. I had no point of reference for Paul Lind, but I loved her performance. Like because if it's if the Queen is good enough, they'll pull it off and make it funny, and he'll still be laughing anyway because he'll have yeah. some sense of who this person is and why that's funny. So it's, it's like Rue doesn't trust the Queens enough, or just because he doesn't get the reference, he's like, well, I'm not going to laugh at that, so no, do something else. And I feel like yeah. it very rarely works out well for people when they have to change last minute like that. Like. Yeah, completely. It it doesn't it doesn't really seem to, and I think though like it it, it puts I'm sure the like producers and the editors in a weird position mm. where if the person whose name is over the entire franchise has basically said to someone, "You do this now," like it makes it very difficult mm. for them then to like justify being able to like send that person home or like finding a way to send that person home without it kind of being like, "Oh right, well you come in and like walked all over their ability to make." It just makes it confusing because they need to show Rue as being this sort of like maestro, all-knowing mastermind that mm. every decision he makes is is perfect and the right one. Yeah. How many times has Michelle told somebody to change something and then they send them home though, to be fair? Like, it's <laughs> happened quite a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just really questioning now. Like, there was, in Down Under, there's been no good Snatch Games. We got a, two really top class performances in season one, one good in season two, and the rest I felt have been middling with a few exceptions like Cheddar Gorgeous or maybe Nigella. Mm. And I just think, you know, I think they need to shake up Snatch Game for the international franchises if they want to keep this going long term. Yeah, they need to do something for sure, because I feel like, yeah, the last couple of Snatch Games that have come around, it's you're cringing more than you're laughing and yeah they're just yeah something needs to change with it for sure i would say yeah where the international franchises excel though are being able to broaden the conversations about queer identities and i think cheddar gorgeous's moment about hiv mm. was you know one of the best sort of series of mirror moments we've ever seen mm, really good like such an important discussion that she was having and like you know in a way those kind of conversations can often feel very like set up and it's like right now you're going to talk about this for 10 minutes and it was very like I'm schooling Dakota on this as a stand-in for the audience type of thing but like it was it was all just really important stuff that she was talking about too so I was fine with all the kind of the slight set upness of it but like it was just such a good conversation to see like and on BBC as well like that was brilliant and like god cheddar just oh she had such a great week yeah it's, this is this is the Cheddar Gorgeous we booked when we put her on the show. Sure, you know? yeah. Um, it's like this is who we were expecting to show up, and like the, I at the beginning of this week, I was, like, I was kind of feeling like, all right, Cheddar really needs to like not prove why she's there. There's the, the obvious reasons why she's there, but like really mm. kind of like stamp her identity on the competition. And this week, like it was undeniable. I loved that. It was like a nat- like that feels like like a natural kind of follow on to even like the Davina De Campo discussions of like Section Twenty Eight mm. and. And kind of, you know, it like it was like educating people on the specifics of this, like bringing it like, and then the look itself was really powerful. And like it sort of it it really clearly put across a message. So it was just, yeah, perfect night for, for Cheddar Gorgeous. 100 mm. percent. And like Cheddar Gorgeous is so worldly and knowledgeable and like is so well able to present a concept in this deconstructed ways that you mm. do, is palatable to everybody. And I just think you can go out, you can entertain us with a historical character we learn something you can mm. go out you can look fantastic with an important social message and we learn something and i'm mm-hmm. like that is drag that is exactly what drag should do can do and what it's best at and i just definitely yeah, yeah. So, yeah no. so happy she's here 
Yeah, same. And I really felt like, yeah, there was something big coming for Cheddar like all along because you knew like she was good and she was good at what she does, but she never really had a, up to now at least, it didn't feel like she had like a big moment or something where you'd be like, oh yes, she's fucking class. And just this week it was just like, the performance was great. The activism is wonderful. Like great conversations, great look. She just kind of smashed everything in this episode. It was great. 100%. Now maybe this is a bit hateful for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Where are we going? (laughs) It annoyed me how Pixie kept interrupting that conversation. Yeah, I mean, there was, I, I'm, and now I'm trying to remember if there's anything that that they they added that I felt like particularly gave value. Like it was interesting to hear, I suppose, how the legacy of that stigma had lasted far beyond. Like, so if 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 Pixie is is like you know eight or nine years younger than than, than Cheddar, and actually, like it, it's interesting because I think within the queer community, like if you have those three characters, you've got your kind of, you know, your elder. Elder queer, what? and then you've Cheddar got, Gorgeous is still only thirty eight, like hardly. But what? What? It, I suppose what you're talking about when you've got you've got someone who was born at the height of that when you were seeing those ads at the tombstones and where it was like all like even like that story being told about kind of like you know the education stuff. I remember like doing sex education in secondary school where basically it was like this is how um, heterosexuals have sex in order to procreate. Oh, and gays die when they have sex, which left me scarred for years. And it's like then you had. Pixie as a kind of an intermediate between herself and and Dakota, who was like still, you know, who, who still understood some of that stigma. And the younger generation does feel much more invincible. And that's why HIV rates are massively on the rise. Like in Ireland, I think that we have the fastest growing HIV rates, you know, and it's, the, the, the stigma has been challenged and people understand that it's treatable and understand more about you equals you. But it's important, I think, to, to demonstrate that that distance from that period of time can lead to a complacency among younger people. So I actually kind of liked it as it kind of felt it gave check marks along that journey. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess I compared myself to Pixie to a certain degree. And whereas I feel that I grew up at a time where it was, a, I had a lot more ignorance to how bad it was and, and invincible, maybe is a better word to say it. And I just kind of felt she's my age and was like trying to claim Cheddar's story. And I was like, no, let Cheddar have her story. She's from a time where it's important to tell the story of the people who came before us. Stop jumping into her camp. You're closer to Dakota's camp in my head. Oh, uh, I suppose that what I was thinking that it was like, it wasn't actually just a case of the people who came before us. It's a, ca- it's a case of us all as a community and a continuum. And so it was kind of important that we aren't seeing it as this is a, a benchmark moment. It isn't just, it's a sin finished on Channel 4 and that's the end of it. It's a, this is still ongoing. It still exists. And actually it's still a massive problem within our community, both around stigma for people with HIV and ignorance around the fact that it, it it's still something that even if you're taking precautions you you could end up finding yourself um like you know ending up having and sort of the need to like continue that conversation and have it feel like something that's present within our community that people need to be aware of and guard against yeah okay that's fair i take that point so you're saying it was hateful for me anyway onto the runway tickle me pink uh first up was dakota in her Valentino-inspired taffeta cape. I didn't really like this. I thought they looked like two individual pieces of garments that she sort of just, she just held the other one while she wore like a kind of skimpy yeah. dress. The cape was doing all the work. It felt like if it didn't have that, it was just a kind of a mediocre dress. Um, And I like, I do really like Dakota and she's always so gorgeous on the runway, but it just never feels like elevated enough or that there's a spin on anything. It's just like, she looks beautiful, but it's like, oh, there's a model on the runway. That's just not, it wasn't draggy enough or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Like with the with the big cape, I kind of was reminded of. Do you remember when Lady Gaga did the camp runway at the Met Gala mm. and had that like huge yes. pink thing with it? And I was kind of like, oh, that would have been really cool to kind of like do a version of that. Mm. But as it was, it was just kind of like the same like nineties killer catwalk that we've seen from her. Yeah. She always looks so beautiful oh, though, like gorgeous. But like, yeah, I just beautiful. wanted something else. Yeah. It kind of just felt yeah. it looked like she made it in a design challenge. Well, that's <laughs> never good. Well, it's not a design <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Uh, Black Pepper then gave us this like twisted Marge Simpson through like a a Tim Burton lens. (laughs) I really enjoyed (laughs) that the head opened, the sort of mesh legs. Like she has such a bonkers point of view, but she always manages to like pull it off. Hmm. I I didn't love it. And I and I do quite as a color scheme. I love pink and red together. Um, so like the palette, I was like, yes, love that. I don't know. It, it the the hair read more like one of those Buckingham Palace guards than Marge Simpson to me. I felt like I could see it tied under her chin, or I don't know if that was just the the ponytails or something or the plaits. I don't know. It seemed like it was. It, it felt more like a helmet than an actual hairstyle hair. to me. I did think beef feature when I first saw it. To be yeah. Fair. Um, maybe it was just because there was plaits as well. It just seemed more like. That's what was happening. I don't know. Mm. Could I kind of either wanted like really elaborate plaits or just this like big tall Marge Simpson hair? I think both kind of confused it a little bit for yeah, me. Anyway, that's fair. I liked all of the individual pieces of it. Like okay, I thought yeah. the trousers were really cool. They were cool, and yeah. I thought that the top was really cool, mm-hmm. and I thought that the hair was really cool. <laughs> but I was like, it felt like it was sort of you know like Cher's wardrobe and Clueless had gone mental and like paired yeah. two long bits. You know, someone that hacks the mainframe of her wardrobe coordinator. Next up was Pixie Polite, who was dressed as Racer Flag Rue, or as Mel B would tell you, Baby Spice at the Olympics mm-hmm. I mean the goal again and again and again so the reason why guys you've all seen this is because Baby Spice wore it first and Rue was sitting there being like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have you seen this show <laughs> <laughs> that being said I didn't love it I didn't either I was kind of surprised they were all so wild about it on the judging panel also because I feel like Lawrence Cheney already did that look and did it slightly better like Lawrence came out in that jumpsuit with the checkered stripes on it um so it was kind of like when she came out first, I was like, oh, is it like a Penelope pit stop thing? But it was like, no, no, that's yeah. what's happening here. Um, and then even kind of the longer I looked at it, the more I was like, why didn't you do like a cool pink ranger or something? Because even the helmet was giving a little bit Power Rangers, I thought like. So I, yeah, I didn't love it. No, again, it it wasn't one of my favorites and it, it felt kind of, yeah. Like, I don't know, I think if you're if you're going to do something that's such a direct reference mm. to something that that like exists and has been done before, like you, you need to be bringing it to somewhere unique. And I don't feel like she did, like mm. even with the like the helmet with the ponytail, like we've seen that before on other people. And it, it, yeah, it was perfectly fine, but it it wasn't mm. like it. It was just per- it was only perfectly it was fine. fine. It didn't feel fresh or like no. like something that we hadn't seen before at all. So yeah. it was just a bit like yeah she looks nice but yeah i did enjoy the moment where someone compared her to cheryl hole and she did not take that as a compliment <laughs> she did not like that no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a flash in the eyes there that mm. told a story mm-hmm. yeah not so much with the poker face there <laughs> Just, uh, yeah <laughs> we've seen it before from cheryl hole oh god okay <laughs> How dare you, Pixie? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So next up was the Cheddar Gorgeous with that the pink triangle. Silence Mm. equals death all over, but you know, pink triangle sort of uh, elevated into these pyramids. Mm. 
just loved it. Everything Gorgeous. about it. Yeah, yeah, perfect, amazing. So good. Yeah, couldn't fault it. Like and I the commitment to have the the thing in the mouth in the, the mouth. entire time. But even without the thing in her mouth, she still had the pink triangle on her lips. Yeah. Like it was just there was so much like thought and detail, and like she is obviously so thoughtful and so clever. Just like yeah. every inch of that had been really well considered, and it was just such a good look. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, something about curves and spikes at the same time just I really love that aesthetically like an mm. architecture as well so it just really worked for me exactly the placing of all the little uh, pyramids Danny Beard in the pink sort of fuchsia peplum suit with the tash and the feathery sleeves I was like am I missing a character here is it like bagpuss or something I wasn't too <laughs> sure if I was supposed to be picking up something they were putting down but yeah I liked it I just wasn't yeah. sure if I was missing a reference yeah, I liked it too. I, like, I wasn't super wowed by it. I did think the facial hair was cool. Like, the, the pink moustache was cool. I kind of wanted the hair to be bigger, I think. Like, maybe if it was, like, Black Peppa's hair on that outfit, just that it was, I don't know, bigger or something more with it. Um, But, like, yeah, she just looked like a, a rich lady with a cool moustache. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it as well. Like, it was it was grand. It was, like, it was actually, like, I think she she had worn quite a few similar looks in the earlier parts of the competition. Mm. It was nice to see her again do something kind of different. The one thing that I, I noticed in it that I know, like, sometimes Michelle brings up and it always really annoys me when she does. So here I am. I'm going to do that thing that always annoys me. <laughs> is that, like, the white makeup kind of went down to, like, neck level. And then okay, there was, like, yeah. a gap before the, like, the pink dress came in. And you had, like, the sort of mahogany Danny Beard tan <laughs> in between. So it just was a little bit like, oh, what's that? Is that a necklace? Oh, no. That's just Danny's skit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, actually, that Danny's so tanned out of drag and then goes for such a white, the white face. His yeah. face that's so at odds with his normal look. Yeah. <laughs> we probably would have heard that critique had Danny not been safe. Um, mm, but yeah, I feel like this is this is the Danny beard I would expect to show up if I went to see them in drag. So yeah, mm. should we expect something more elevated for it to be drag race? I don't know, but like yeah. I thought, the I thought the actual garment seemed incredibly well put together, mm. yeah. and the concept looks strong so overall i thought it was good it was lovely i think it was just considering last week that when it came out as audrey yes. too that, like, that was like there's you, you can't beat that like no, so no, you in can't. a way you it's just, kind of no. like well no. there's nowhere else to go on for danny like that is yeah. just one of the most amazing things i've ever seen on drag race uh, yeah success. absolutely yeah. and whatever like, about it, the snatch game i think that look and cheddar's look this week are mm. two of the best runways you've had in, mm. in uk history yeah definitely absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. fully agree John Purse Blonde gave us a meek Kylie Aphrodite era um you know <laughs> all the lovers James is shaking his head not relatively <laughs> lukewarm <laughs> on that I liked the, the the blonde wig with the pink ends like there was a nice wig I have to say I did like it yeah I didn't love how she kind of presented it because when, when someone was coming in like this and it doesn't look like anything it's just like, why are you bothering? Just come out and show us the dress. Because I feel like once she did drop the, the skirt part, I, I I did quite like it. I thought she looked lovely. I think it's possibly my favourite look of hers so far on the runway. Um, I thought it was really gorgeous. I think she looked really lovely. Loved the pink hair and blonde. And it was a lovely dress. I thought the makeup I, didn't, wasn't great though. Like her makeup really? was better in the challenge than on the runway, I thought. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. I, I Well, I thought I actually, so the look itself, like say when she was standing there in the lineup, Mm. I thought she looked beautiful yeah. but it was the, the weird decision to kind of like sort of almost like sort of present it like she was sort of like a Fabergé egg yeah. kind of like it was like wh- where didn't. is this coming from it felt completely like unnecessary like she looked mm. 
beautiful. I did love the like the the pink dip dyed hair yeah. and and like I, I like even though like you know it wasn't maybe as like over the top or theatrical as kind of like a you know Aphrodite Kylie era kind of outfit you might want it to be. It still looked really pretty and mm. you know it was feathers. And pink, so tickle me pink. It was like really on the nose for the brief. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I just think that like she would have been better served probably by just like walking out in yes. the look, doing yeah. the runway in the look, and just leaving it at that. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah, fully agree with that. Yeah, it was grand. <laughs> well, I liked it more than that. But okay, yeah. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Lafille as the tent rain. El- uh, rain person uh, glass umbrella head yeah umbrella <laughs> head I really like this I think this was my second favourite look of the night it did remind me uh, of John Burr's last week with the kind of the what the yellow oh yeah, the yeah. It, yeah it just kind of made me think of that just the silhouette seemed kind of similar I thought when they came out but again it was like the more the more I saw the outfit the more I liked it I think because uh, the tent idea the umbrella, like it is a cool concept uh, and I did really like that they yeah they had obviously planned ahead that there was more going on with this than, than might even seem like it at, at first yeah I thought it was a really fun idea and that they sort of executed it really well Um, I did like I did wonder if like perhaps there was meant to be like an on runway reveal into that mm. other outfit underneath and they decided not to for some reason. But the only thing I would have would have liked is if they'd been able to like make the structure a bit more solid. I know that like if they were made the structure a bit more solid, they would have lost some of the fluidity of it or mm. whatever. But there was like a bit where like, you know, they were walking and the thing kind of like was spinning around the other way. Yeah, and so it looked a yeah. bit messy. Um, but other than that, I, I did think it was a, a really fun look and, mm. and like so different to what anyone else has done. And I think they've they've really established that they've got a really unique sense of style in drag mm, that I think you can really pinpoint to a point that you could see someone in a look and be like, "That's a really LaFille look that I you know not isn't always achievable by a queen on, on UK." Mm. And I don't know if this is a compliment, but I felt the look looked the best from behind as they were walking back down the runway. The shape it made, I was like, "Actually, okay. I really like that." Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was one that definitely grew on me. Kind of the more it was on stage, the more I was looking at it, I was like, actually, yeah, this is much cooler than I might have thought at first. And the fact that they could get around the stage like they did on those boots, like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> incredible work! <laughs> did they? When we get to lift, did they did they have rose petals in their shoes it, or something? something? It looked like there. dead leaves. Maybe I'm just <laughs> in autumn mode, but it looked like. They just took out a bit of foliage. <laughs> a blustery day. As long as it wasn't butterflies, it'll be okay. <laughs> it was Linda, Linda's sisters, Linda. the cockroaches. But they, they emptied out onto the stage. <laughs> Poor Linda. I also have a note in my notes here just to say, imagine Graham had been on the panel this week and had to comment on John Perez's Irish. I wouldn't be surprised if Graham was supposed to be the guest and was like, guys, I'm not, not doing commenting that. on that. <laughs> no. Show Alan the reruns because yeah. I'm out of here. I had the same thought. I actually would have been really interested to see what he would say. Yeah. I felt that it should have been a Pixie versus Black Pepper lip sync. I think LaFail, I think Black Pepper was by far the worst in the challenge. Mm. Definitely in the bottom. So yeah. that's between Pixie and LaFail. And I think LaFail had a nicer look. Yeah, in terms of runway, LaFille definitely had the better look. Yeah, I would agree Would you that. put them, would you have kept them in the bottom two? Yeah, I think I did agree with the bottom two when they when they called yeah, it. Yeah, I did too. Um, 
Yeah, like even though I wasn't that blown away by Pixie's runway, I feel like I, I laughed at least once at the, the Shirley Bassey character. Um, yeah, it, it did just kind of feel like it might have been LaFille's time, which is unfortunate because I do really enjoy them as a queen. Like, mm-hmm. um, but just the standard's so high this year. It's yeah, it's you kind of have to kill it all the time. nearly. Like, I think they're right. I think we probably will get more from Pixie going forward. Mm. But I just felt based on this. And I, I guess it's because I kind of feel like they've set LaFille up for a few failures. Like last year, last week in Lady yeah. Poppins, I didn't yeah. feel they deserved the bottom placing. So no. I'm just very protective of That's LaFille. That's fair. Yeah. 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 And, you know, hopefully they, they go on to have a great career. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so anyway LaFille and Black Peppa performed the third Spice Girl song in this <laughs> franchise's history we've had Spice Up Your Life we've had Who Do You Think You Are Now we had Stop one of my faves and you know what pretty good lip sync performance I think overall I think they both you know left a lot on that stage yeah. I love it when a drag queen looks like a sexy character from like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat so and that's completely what she was giving me or what they were giving me when uh, when they took off the big dress yeah uh, so I thought they did a really good job like and it was mm. going to be tough because Black Peppa is such a good performer and has such a good presence like in a lip sync that it, I, I thought it was a really close one between the two of them yeah, unfortunately, the Phil, I think, took the fatal error of taking off their heels. It was too much, yeah. You can't yeah. have, you can't have your natural hair. Well, I guess they have their natural hair, but, you know, you can't take off the wig to, no, to another wig and you can't take off your shoe unless you have another shoe underneath it. <laughs> shoe reveal. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're still waiting on that first yeah. shoe reveal. Like, we're, we're still finding it. The queen who can, can manage to do that will, like, that crack would be the impressive. <laughs> Karen, thank you so much for joining us. Do you want to let people know all about Double Love and where they can find it? Sure, yes. So I co-host Double Love with Anna Carey. It's a Sweet Valley High podcast. Uh, we've had you lovely gents on a guest mm-hmm. as guests on an episode before. Uh, yeah, so we go through the bonkers uh, YA series that is Sweet Valley High, uh, book by book per episode. Uh, we're having a great time with it. We've gotten into a really crazy arc at the minute where there's this girl called Margot who looks exactly like the twins. Is like serial murdering her way across country to like take one of their places it's kicking off oh it's my god so like days of our lives kind of nonsense we're having great fun over there so yeah how many love. books do you have left at this point uh, let me see we're on book 97 now oh but, like god. there's at least 140 in the main series not even okay. counting all the kind of random spin-offy bits and pieces and okay. seasonal <laughs> specials and stuff so there's a good few years in us left I would say yeah, right. so like RuPaul yeah. you're, 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 the content isn't running out anytime mm, soon no we will just keep tearing the air out of it as long as we can <laughs> and that's how you run a podcast kids <laughs> has this episode smeared the shine of the season overall honestly no it's it's so good like like I was thinking about it as much as I am going to miss LaFille it's kind of like the the whole cast is so good you know even John Bruce who I was kind of you know coming for quite a bit during the during the, the episode like, you just are like these are such good queens I'm enjoying everything they're doing every week I'm being like I'm enjoying the challenges I'm enjoying what we're seeing that the queens bring to the runway so yeah no even even though this this might have been a uh, a heartbreak moment for my national pride but as a series it, it's still winning me over the runway and the mirror moments were so brilliant and so needed and so well delivered that it outshone the main challenge which sometimes happens but never happens on snatch game you never get like a runway that upstages the whole of snatch game so yeah i think it saved itself from that point of view also am i a bit 
It's a bit nasty of me to say I was kind of... Like, I like Mel B, but I kind of wanted a British person that we haven't had on the show before. Yeah, also, didn't Mel B get, like, historically poor reviews for her initial appearance on the show? Like, they were like, Mel B was so boring and crap. And then I felt like she was, like, being super extra at this time. So maybe it was like, what's the deal? Mel B. Yeah, was it, was it Dakota that she didn't even critique? Oh, no. Oh, no. Black Pepper, she didn't even critique. She just said, I think Lil Nas X is hot. And Alan, Alan Carr was like, yeah, but you're supposed to be critiquing her. And she was like, mm, mm, yeah, well, I guess I can do it. I'm a Spice Girl or I'm a Space <laughs> Ghetto, as Ruth <laughs> will continue to say from now until the end of humanity. His untimely death. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. If you want to check out the Down Under recap that we're doing over in our bonus feed, head over to headsuppodcast.com. You can sign up and you can support the show for just five euro a month and you'll get bonus content we're watching drag race canada at the moment so we'll be doing an episode from that as well so yeah keep your eyes out and we'll we'll add keep all, you bonus content all, all of all of the franchises left right up down around the world yeah have a lovely week and we'll chat to you next week see you love you bye, bye. this show is part of the headstuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.